Voice of Fintech. So welcome to Voice of Fintech. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Today we're joined by Cedric, who is a founder and uh, host of Global Textbox, which is a video and media production company that uh, focuses on startup scene in Switzerland. And we wanted to find out more about your impressions of the Swiss startup scene, Israeli startup scene, and also why did you start this venture and how did it all come sure. together? So can you tell us a little bit about... First of all, why did you start the, these video, uh, video programs about startups in Switzerland? Yes. Um, yeah, so first of all, my name is Cedric Bollock. I grew up, born and raised in Switzerland. And then um, after I finished high school, I actually moved to Israel for a couple of years. And I ended up staying there for seven years. And I really um, kind of like was put into this startup ecosystem as an innovation scout for one of the research companies uh, in Israel. And I was really excited about like all of these tech um, entrepreneurs and new tech that I was seeing there. Specifically, something that I have never experienced before is like the spark in these entrepreneurs' eyes, how they are enjoying and passionate about what they're actually building. And that was something that was super inspiring to me. And I said, like, I want to be part of this. I want to support these people with whatever I have. I, had, I actually started then uh, with a text-based blog where I said like, okay, I'm going to take an entrepreneur, I'm going to introduce them to my audience. Unfortunately, that failed horribly. So like no one actually read my blog posts. And then in mid-2016, I published my first video, which for the first time got feedback, a lot of feedback. Unfortunately, it was very bad feedback because people said like, well, it's a very cool video. I know the person even, but like, the production of the video was really bad. Now, I have an academic background in finance and business. I have no idea of anything that is related to creative production of anything. So then it took some time to really figure out how to how to produce videos. And this is a really exciting time. We are constantly learning new things. But what we realized is that like people really like to see what is going on. They like to hear from people who are actually in the process. And then what we felt is we can add value to these entrepreneurs by giving them exposure, in our case specifically, to investors. This is because this is what we do till today. So we are trying to really get, get the best entrepreneurs onto our show, give them the exposure they need to really, you know, get to the next step, but also like see like uh, give them a, a framework to really introduce themselves to the audience um, in, a, in a setting that like feels comfortable for them in an atmosphere where they feel like they can share and talk freely. All right. So my next question was, what is Global Textbox? So you, you kind of uh, beat me to it, but uh, fair enough. What is the, your focus I mean, in terms of sectors or within Switzerland? Do you just cover Zurich or you cover Lausanne as well? Do you go abroad? Do you do events or do you bring people to your studios or... All of the above, and, and where do you focus really? Yes. I mean, as, as the name already indicates, we're global. So, yes, like we do have a Swiss focus at the moment. The reason for that is purely financial because it's not so simple to just travel around the world and go meet startups all around the world. But our ambition is really to be globally present, to really find the best deals out of the global world. And that, that, is, that is our goal and that is what we're trying to do. We try to reach investors from all around the world and we try also on the other side to find the best entrepreneurs from around the world. So we've had companies uh, or founders from Switzerland, from Israel, from the US, from China, from, uh, we had even from from the Tur from Turkey. So we had from, from all, all types okay, of places. So like if you say Lausanne, Lausanne is within Switzerland. So we, we also have people 
uh, come on from Geneva and Lausanne, obviously. But um, we, we, we don't really focus on one specific geography at the moment. Now, in terms of vertical, um, well, there's very, I see there's a kind of like two types of startup early stage investments you can make that like differentiate themselves primarily in the amount of capital need in the beginning. One is like ICT. And the other one I would say now a very big category is like pharma and biotech, which is just a very different mindset when, right. when, when you talk about it. So at the moment, we, we exclude those because it's just a very different uh, startup um, environment there. So we are really focusing on on, on companies that are in the, in the tech space, uh, companies that are trying to do something B2C, B2B, software, whatever it might be, but like less less in those two fields. But that's in terms of guests, so in terms of your audience, who is your target audience? So we are looking to, um, to reach people who are either already actually um, investing in startups looking to invest in startups and ideally people who are also investing in funds in venture capital funds who are looking to like really create this deal flow for for them also but also that we are kind of like the forerunners and and like people coming to us to hear which are the the latest uh, startups that need to be um, looked at and that works like people come to us they ask us like what what kind of startups are in your pipeline which ones have you looked at and maybe decided not to feature them um, which is a very exciting, this is our thesis from the beginning, that if we have the best startups on our show, the best investors will come to us to ask. And that works. Okay, great. So you are a private venture, though. You're not uh, funded by the government or anybody on public funds. So how do you make money? You've been around for three years. So how does that kind of media business work? Yes. I mean, for us, the media business is something that we do as a temporary thing that came kind of like very naturally to us. So right now, the way we make money is branded content. So we have a couple of like big clients that we work for. Um, and they say like, we want to do a four-part video series about 5G, for example, like Huawei. Um, they asked us to do that. So we did that. And then we had Cheap coming to us and gave us one of their cars. So we did a carpool karaoke, like just like carpool karaoke, but we did like interviews inside the car. We built up uh, GoPros inside the car. We talked about innovation. So those kind of things that like we get paid to do these kind of video series. Now, long term, like our goal will be definitely to like be like a venture capital fund, whether that's a structure for VC or something else is still undecided. But like it's really important that like we cannot just allocate rest resources to the startups. We also want to allocate capital and really get a stake in these companies that we feel um, have the biggest potential for a high upside. Okay, understood. So you've been around for a few years on the Swiss startup scene. Can you share your impressions or your views on the on that scene? Also, if you compare it to other countries or globally, as you said, right? Yes. In terms of where do you think are the strengths? Where do you think that there should be things that could be improved? Um, what are your views on that? Yes, I mean, Switzerland, I think, is a very interesting market for, for various reasons. Um, I'm not saying everything is perfect, but like there's a lot of interesting things. Number one, uh, we have the whole academic research that is going on here at ETH and EPFL, with, with which I think is fascinating stuff. I mean, like I see sometimes uh, these PhDs that are being commercialized and then, you know, they're becoming their own startups, uh, which is very fascinating to see what kind of tech that's like from precision GPS to drones, all kind of things that is coming out of ETH, um, which is fascinating. So that, that is like from a tech perspective. Then we have um, obviously the capital, um, which is around here in Switzerland. There are a lot of 
individuals who are willing to invest in, let's say, early stage startups. So it's fairly easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but fairly easy to find capital for the first couple of years. It gets harder when you want to go for the bigger rounds from 20 millions and up. That is fairly hard, um, specifically in Switzerland. But um, that is like from, from an entrepreneurial perspective, the early days can be very good. Now, from a political perspective, it's very hard for young in age people who want to get started because if you want to have an AGE as an example, you need to have 100,000 upfront to put into the company. You can say, yes, 50, it can be, some of it can be a car, I understand, but still you need to right, have right, right. assets of, of 100,000, which is a big hurdle for a lot of people to really get started while you can still like sleep comfortably. You know, you know that the risk is not on your private person, it's still um, within the company. So that is one of the biggest things. Um, and then you have, you know, um, what is like the mindset of Switzerland, which is super interesting, is, um, and it can be also positive and negative, but it's just this mindset of perfection. Um, now, when, when you're building a product for, for, for a potential consumer, there's always a like, kind of like a moment where you have to understand, okay, like now is the time to go out, even though the product is not perfect right. yet. But nevertheless, it's not bad to have to want something to look nice. It's not bad to have something that like should work perfectly. But as we have the book here, Running Lean, um, like sometimes you just have to understand that like it, some things will never be perfect. And that is something, this perfection versus execution um, is something that I sometimes hear, see here in Switzerland that people think too much or strategize for too long till they actually um, get started. And that is something I would say like by me is probably one of the prime examples. I mean, people go back, we are now at 182 videos of the startup show. Please do not go back to my first 50, 50 videos. They're horrible. But like we had to get started somewhere and we had to work with the feedback to really understand like what do the users, what, or my audience, what do the investors really want to see? And this is a running process that is constantly changing and might be a different answer last week than it is in two years. So like it, it's a very interesting concept. So this perfection um, is a very big strength merged probably with someone who can really like execute and that's where the Israelis come in like they're very good at like execution and sometimes like maybe the lack of perfection but you know, of course um, the tech angle is undisputed engineering in, in Switzerland but what do you think about scalability and the ambition you know especially when you look at the tech startups um, I often see that um, a lot of them don't think uh, big enough I would have thought you know so what is your observation on that yeah, I mean, I think this is probably connected to the risk taking and the risk aversity that like a lot of people have that they say like, okay, like I want to try something, but I don't want to try it like at a global scale. Let me try it in hinterpiplets. Let me see what my family and my, my people around me tell me and then see and then we'll grow and right. then we'll conquer Zurich and then we'll conquer Basel and then we'll conquer this. But like if you're building a product that is should be at least by definition, should be usable globally, right. then it's a very different mindset. And, and this is, I agree with you, sometimes lacking. And, and I try really hard to ask the entrepreneurs, like, okay, like, how do you get this to a $1 billion company and not like to a 10 million? How do you get this yeah. out there into every single country tomorrow or today? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I spoke to some other guests in Switzerland. They said um, there's great ideas and there are great businesses being launched, but often they the kind of plateau at the uh, at the level of SME, you know, with ten employees, and it's a nice business. It's not really a startup; it's a lifestyle business. Nothing wrong with that, or it's an SME. Nothing wrong with that, but it's not what people would call a tech startup, you know, on a global scale, right? 
I mean, it, it's very difficult. It, it's always the question, what is the intention? Okay, so sure. like if your intention is, I want to support my family, then a business is very good. The moment you go more kind of like in the space where I would like to be is, is venture capital, then we're looking at, at companies that like we want them to grow fast and big. So like the question is always, do you rather have a 1% chance of the next Facebook or a 50% chance of an SME? Again, nothing bad with an SME. The question is, what do you want? And, and the spirit yeah. of the entrepreneur has to be accordingly. So if someone says, like, like, I'm fairly happy if I can get a 10 million revenue a year and then maybe sell the company after I'm re I retire, then like, that, that's perfectly fine. And there's nothing bad whatsoever. Now, if you're saying, like, I want to take on funding from venture capital or funds, then, then there's a That's different expectation. Like, it depends who are you talking to. Yes. Yeah. Then the expectation is like, okay, like you want to grow fast. You're going to allocate resources slash money into mm -hmm. growth versus profitability, which is usually one or the other. Sure. Um, <laughs> and the, so recently you just came back from Israel again yes. and um, you touched upon it before. So what do you think are the key differences uh, versus the Swiss scene? Yeah, I mean, like, look, Israel is a, is, is a very, very interesting country. It's very close to my heart, obviously. In Israel, like, the, the mind is always, from day one, really connected to this global world. So they can't sell to the neighbors. Uh, very hard to sell to Lebanon or Egypt or Syria. It's, like, not so simple. So they have to immediately, from day one, when they start something, when they think of an idea, like, they will always think, like, how can we conquer the U.S.? How can we go to Europe? How can we go to all of these big countries? And how can we conquer it, like, from day one? And that is a very different mindset. You know, if you can, like, collaborate with your neighbors because you have to think globally, then you just say, okay, we have to make it work. Now, the failure rate is also not specifically small. So a lot of companies, they don't work out in Israel. But what they have the biggest advantage is, like, they really try to think big, very, very big, and execute on that. And sometimes they, they succeed, and many times they also fail. Okay, great, understood. So you kind of touched upon your long-term vision, but what are the next steps for you for the next year, 2020? Well, for me, 2020 um, is going to be super exciting. I mean, like we are now looking into onboard a couple of investors for our venture so we can really grow much faster. Our ambition is um, to, to really um, grow our audience much, much more. And that's also why we take on investors. And um, it's, it's an interesting time where we see also already in the US that um, podcasts, videocasts, people who have kind of like a reach online get funding as if it was a startup. And I try to really kind of like be the for, forefront um, here in Switzerland. But um, I mean, in the US, it happened already a few times that like podcasts get actual funding to, to grow further which is a very interesting development. It's kind of like the beginning of the war of content. Uh, can you be relevant online? Can you grow your audience online? And um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to see if, if we can actually succeed against this vision. Great. So good luck. And uh, I just wanted to know, I asked everyone, where can interested parties reach you? Obviously, they can watch you uh, on YouTube and elsewhere, but also what kind of people would be the most relevant to help you with your vision? Yes. I mean, right now, we're, we're looking for, for investors who either have invested in, in venture capital funds or are potential investors, so LPs, for example, um, and they'd say, like, yeah, we want to build 
the next uh, VC with a special USP. So these would be the, the right type of investors that we are looking for. And number two, you can reach me either through my email, Cedric at globaltechbox.com or through my uh, phone number, which you can find online. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate Cheers. it.